welcome everybody to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am worked up and ready to tell you about today's show. Today we're going to be talking about cheap sex, why men no longer marry. Great topic, right? I hope you will join in on this topic. Our phone lines are open for you at 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. Before we jump into today's topic, if you happen to have missed last week's topic, we were talking about, is marriage dead? Is marriage just not a fair proposition for today's men? Do men have way more options to get involved with somebody today than his father's generation? Let's find out by listening to, you can find out by listening to last week's show. You can do so so easily from my mobile app for uh, Google Google Talk users as well as uh, the the, the iPhone users, um, you can listen live and one-touch dialing to call into the show, or you can listen to any and all of the archive shows um, by hitting that button, okay? If you, happened, if you haven't downloaded the app yet, you can also find our archive shows on, on uh, iTunes as well as SoundCloud. All right, so today's topic, we are talking about cheap sex why men no longer marry. So is commitment devalued? Are sex dolls with artificial intelligence a favorable alternative? Do an endless stream of girls throwing themselves at you distract you from marriage? Of course. Why married? Indeed, right? (laughs) Many men are saying, why should I bother? And as we talk to... um, our guest from last week, uh, Joe Jones from last week, and he went over some of the the legal challenges and personal challenges like, you know, alimony and child support and, you know, the family court system and how rigged it is, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, he gave us a whole host of reasons why it's, gonna, it's going to de- deter men from marrying. So let's get on to some other reasons, uh, shall we? So why are young Americans withdrawing from marriage? Um, Because it is now so much easier for men to find sexual satisfaction outside marriage. Now, this formerly, back in our dad's days and our grandfather's days, this formerly was the number one reason why men married was to have sex, right? Makes sense biological reasons. Okay, so along comes this uh, doctor. His name is Mark Regneris. He's an associate professor of sociology at the University of Texas in Austin, and he has a new book out called Cheap Sex, The Transformation of Men, Marriage, and Monogamy. He claims marriage is waning because sex is cheap, Sexual activity has become more widely available than ever. Um, High school boys are getting lipstick rings. Um, For example, um, how many different shades of lipstick they can collect on their penis while the junior high school girls are clamoring clamoring them to give them a BJ. (laughs) It's called lipstick rings. Go figure, right? So it's a badge of honor to be able to get cheap sex, easy sex, and meaningless sex. So why should you bother with meaningful sex (laughs) when you can get what your biological clock wants you to have and get the job done? That's what's going on. The good doctor goes on to say that cheap sex has been made possible by two technologies, the pill and high-quality pornography, and its distribution made even more efficient by the third technological innovation. Yep, you guessed it. Online dating has made this so much easier. So together, these two elements, they drive down the cost of real sex. And in turn, they slow the development of love, making fidelity more challenging, making sexual malleability more common, which in turn has taken a toll on men's marriageability. You know, 
I wanted to go to San Diego this weekend, just get a brief little getaway, and I looked, happened to look up my favorite hotel, and it said that uh, if I go this weekend, my, my favorite hotel with an ocean view goes for $794 a night. Wow. Okay, but it said that if I go next weekend, the price drops to $350 a night. And then the computer tells me that if I wait until the weekend before Halloween, two weeks, two weekends from now, I can get it at a killer price of one thirty-seven a night. Now, how can that be? It's the same hotel, the same room, the same everything. So how is this possible? Supply and demand. So... Let's apply these principles to uh, marriage and sex and commitment and, you know, availability. What's going all haywire today to make these numbers seem all out of whack? It's the same thing as pricing a hotel room. Um, if we turn to our economist, we could say, okay, what determines the price of gold? All right. So in 1980... Gold rose 24 times in nine years, and then prices fell sharply and then remained fairly static for the next 20 years. Now, one of the reasons why the price fell was due to expected peace at the end of the Cold War in 1980. That's when the wall came down, right? The Berlin Wall came down. We all read about that in our history books. Well, Geopolitical uncertainty is one reason uh, what one reason that prices rise. Okay, when you have certainty, they fall. When you have uncertainty, they rise. All right. So owning physical gold is historically proven to be a safe haven asset. This means that it preserves wealth and protects people in times of a crisis. When one buys gold, it is a form of insurance rather than a, a uh, speculative means to make a profit. The profit is actually a secondary motivation. So physical gold will have value when paper and digital wealth is devalued, confiscated, or inaccessible. So if we put this in terms of sex and relationships, sex with a woman will have value when women stop having indiscriminate sex, casual sex, sex without her dad's or family's approval of the guy, porn is devalued, sex dolls are devalued, when women stop seeing themselves as sex objects. Now, it's a given that men see women as sex objects, but that's not the problem. The problem, as I see it, is women need to stop seeing themselves as sex objects. And lastly, in my opinion, when it stops being acceptable to birth a child out of wedlock. So all of these things that we just mentioned, they all devalue sex and it makes sex be rather mechanical and self-serving and certainly the opposite, opposite of unity, which is marriage, right? Makes sense? So let's talk about this huge trend that got started in Japan, I'd say maybe a little over five years ago, um, sex dolls. In fact, the sex dolls have become so advanced that they have artificial intelligence now. So let's take a peek on what Jeff has to say about sex dolls. He says, we've only just met, but Jackie can't take her eyes off of me. Do you, do you know what I like about you? The smoky-eyed, redhead ass. The way I feel when I look at you, it gives me butterflies. Her favorite hobby is talking to me, Jeff says. It's my lucky night. Jeff's uh, Jackie is a perfect 10 and she's got a great personality. I know because I picked her out. Jackie isn't like other girls. She's artificially intelligent. She's an artificially intelligent chatbot from Abyss Creations, a company that's best known for making striking, strikingly realistic silicone sex dolls. She's the perfect 
programmable lover. She's affectionate, intimate, and personally tailored to my tastes. Heck, she even remembers my favorite positions and what speed I like to go at. Why bother with nagging and alimony when I can have the perfect girl, says Jeff. (laughs) Can you blame him? I'm ready to cut my check right now. Now, for a yearly subscription fee, customers can create their own virtual girlfriend right on their phone. Now, virtual boyfriends are still in the early development stages because apparently uh, the technicians say that chicks are much more complicated and need further programming. Amen. (laughs) These dolls have expressive animatronic faces, blinking eyes, and customizable voices. The idea isn't just to have sex with them, but to talk with them, grow close with them, fall in love with them even. Now, what I'd like you to do if you don't know what I'm talking about with this artificial intelligence is to download the movie Her with uh, the actress Scarlett Johansson, and you'll get an idea of what I mean. I'll put that link on my Facebook fan page to make it easy for you. So, at what cost is this? Well, the off-the-shelf dolls will set you back about $2,000, or you can fully customize it to your exact specification uh, for about $20,000, as one guy did to replicate replicate his recently deceased wife face. Uh-huh. All right. So let's take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about industrial sex and what that means. This is the uh, author's term on this, industrial sex. But before we do so, call in, chime in if you have a comment about why you are avoiding sex or girls or marriage or relationships or any and all of the above. Um, Our phone number is 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. We'll catch you right back after the break. We're going to be talking about industrial sex. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking about cheap sex why men are no longer marrying. Call us on this topic at 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. Now, our doctor who's written the book, Cheap Sex, Dr. Mark Regneris, he's the associate professor of sociology at the University um, of Texas, is wants us to 
be aware of the term industrial sex. So he says that men and women have not fundamentally changed, but their unions have. So couples no longer play a supportive role in relationships as sex has emerged as a central priority in a relationship development and continuation. The emergence of industrial sex is far more of men's thinking and interests than women's, defined as freeing the body from consequences. Men compartmentalize, and now it suits them to separate the body from the person. Industrial sex denies any connection between nature and spirit or body and soul, and it also does so by evading social responsibility. When pleasure becomes the main meaning of sex, the marriage becomes a matter of what each person gets out of it. It is self-based rather than unity-based. It is a contract for the mutual use of each other's body bodies for pleasure. And when the individual is no longer invested in the greater good, the relationship loses its purpose. Makes sense, right? So when people join together for the two purposes of sexuality, namely procreation and mutuality, into one thing, then you have the full meaning of human sexuality. The problem with evangelicals today is not just that they have accepted contraception. The greater problem is that in doing so, they have allowed the use of contraception to alter their understanding of the meaning of human sexuality. Boy, isn't that true. So, you know, a simple little invention like the pill just makes us reevaluate how we view sex. Um, yeah, this, this affects us on so many different levels, I think both on a conscious level and on a subconscious level that I'm, sh- I'm sure that we're not even aware of, but it does alter us. So, yeah, I can see how that is. So, uh, there was a Wall Street Journal article and Kevin, who's a 24-year-old recent college graduate from Denver, wants to get married someday and is almost 100% positive that he will, but not so soon. He says that it's because he's not yet done being stupid. Um, he still wants to go out and have sex with a million girls, and he believes that he's figured out how to do that. He says that girls are easier to mislead than guys just by lying or not really caring. If you know what girls want, then you know you should not uh, give in to them in that way until the proper time. If you do that strategically, Kevin says, then you can really have anything you want, whether it's a relationship, sex, or whatever, because the guy then has control. I do agree with Kevin, by the way. And I also do agree that you should kind of sow your wild oats uh, in your 20s, you know, from 18 to, to 29. You should get that all out of your system. So most guys, you know, they're really not marriage-minded. They really haven't grown into their adulthood until about the age of uh, 35. So I would say between like 32 to 36 is when they start thinking about the possibility that, yes, sex is great, but what else is there? Can I get more out of the interaction than just a physical uh, contact? Can I get some some higher purpose or higher meaning to it as well? So I agree with Kevin. Um, these are normal feelings. They're not anything that's out there. Uh, he just happens to be really blunt and honest with it, but I have to say I agree with him. Now, Kevin was one of the 100 men and women from a cross-section of American communities that the book's author interviewed as they sought to understand how adults in their 20s and early 30s think about their relationships. Now, Kevin may seem like a jerk to you, but it's hard to convince him that his strategy won't work because it has for him and countless other men. So, 
Marriage in the U.S. is an open retreat. As recently as the year 2000, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, marrieds from 25 to 34-year-olds outnumbered their never-married peers by a margin of 55 to 34%. But as we fast forward to 2015, those estimates had almost reversed, with the never-marrieds outnumbering the marrieds by 53 to 40%. So did a complete flip-flop. Young Americans have quickly become wary of marriage. So many economists and sociologists argue that this flight from marriage is about men's low wages. Now, if they were higher, the argument goes, young men would have the confidence to marry. But recent research in America does not support this view. A May 2017 study from the National Bureau of Economic Research focusing on regions enriched by the boom found that increased wages in those places did nothing to boost the marriage rates. I agree because there's a lot more going on than how much money are you making. And when we come back from the break, I want to take a look at Japan because uh, wages, low wages, and uncertain wages in Japan has made a decided impact. So when we come back from the break, um, we'll talk about this issue. So call in at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. And we'll uh, see how Japanese men um, have handled low and impacted wages. You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world, and you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head over to Henson Brewing Company, Burbank's premier craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. Follow our progress and support us on Facebook and Kickstarter. Coming summer 2017. Henson Brewing Company. Come as you are. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM. Where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. If you haven't done so already, uh, please hit the like page from my Facebook fan page. Same name, easy to find. Same name as the show, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. And each week, if you do so, you will, and if you turn on the notifications also in the top right, you will once a week get uh, what the topic is, who my guests are, and any and all links that I talk about before and after the show. Um, you'll have that all handy for you 
for, for your convenience. So make sure you do that. It's the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on Facebook. Okay, so right before we were talking, right before the break, we were talking about how Japanese men differ from uh, their American counterparts. It seems like the amount of money a young man makes here in America isn't as relevant as it is in Japan. So this decline in Japan has occurred for a number of reasons, and let's get into what those are. So one in four men and one in seven women in Japan are still unmarried at the age of 50. Wow, that number is huge. Now, the findings cited financial worries among workers as more people hold non-permanent jobs. That's what they said, the number one reason as to why uh, these young men in Japan were not getting hooked up. So roughly 40% of Japan's labor force comprises temporary workers, making for unstable employment conditions more than decades ago. They struggle to find ways to overcome a demographic challenge of too few babies being born, coupled with the the fact that people are living longer, thus requiring more pensions and expensive advanced medical care and they're wondering how on earth am I going to pay for all this especially when they have no offspring to look after them in their elder years that's what they're thinking so if they can't even barely like answer that question for themselves to take on a wife and family and add two to four people to their household is sort of you know, unimaginable to them. They just can't seem to do the math on that. And I agree, it's it's a really hard problem to solve. So the bottom line in Japan is they aren't having sex, they aren't having babies, they aren't marrying. And as you can imagine, the sex dolls are exploding in Japan because... You know, the hormones are raging and biology is talking and testosterone needs to get, you know, answered and fed, so to speak. And um, they still want to have sex, but they want it with no strings attached. So that's why they're, you know, looking to the sex dolls. So now Japan happens to have one of the lowest birth rates in the world um, with, 20, with 126 million people. They... Researchers predict that that number will decline by one-third by 2060, which is not that far off, a little over 40 years from now. So with regard to unmarried men and unmarried women, 61% of the men and 49% of the women are not in any relationship. (laughs) Boy. They're, they're really, it's really taking a beating over there. One third of the people in Japan under 30 have never dated. I, I can't even imagine that. <laughs> it's like a science study. One third? Okay, now check this next statistic. Um, 45% of women who are aged 16 to 24 are absolutely not interested in sex at all, or they despise sex. Hmm. <laughs> I think you better talk to the American men, because the American men, I think their they're famous and most quoted tagline is, oh, well, women like sex as much as men do. I think these two countries need to get together and kind of like even out the scores. I mean... say they despise or are not interested in sex at all? Wow. You need to chime in on this because this is like crazy making here. Um, You can do so easily. We have open phone lines right now. 951-922-3532. So do you think... If we take away a man's ability to earn an income by making, by uh, increasing job uncertainty, 
do you think that American men will fall by the wayside too and also stop having sex or relationships? I think that's universally true. I think a lot of times men get their self-worth and esteem from their job and how much income they're bringing in. So it's a reflection on their competence. It's a reflection on their intelligence, um, their power, their confidence. So, yeah, there's a lot of self-esteem built into how much money am I bringing home. So if we were to make, you know, 40% of the American workers have job uncertainty, you know, meaning that we're only going to hire you for a temporary job. Maybe you're working this job for 60 days, 90 days, whatever, and we're throwing you out on the street after that. Um, I absolutely think it will have an impact on how men view sex and relationships. What do you think? Because I certainly do. All right. So another hypothesis blames the decline of marriage on men's fear of commitment. I, I I just always have hated that term because I think it's never about the fear of commitment. You know, you hear of these men who've been dating the same woman for five years and she tries to, you know, give him an ultimatum and she tries to talk to him and woo him and make him his favorite meal or bring him, uh, you know, a, a pop open a beer when he comes back from work and like none of these tactics work and she, you know, women are quick to say, oh, well, you know, he has fear of commitment and then they finally break up because she wants babies, she wants a relationship, so, so she wants the ring. They finally break up and bam, two months later, he finds the next girl and he's proposing to her right away. So... I don't think it's for fear of commitment. It might not be the right girl, might not be the right circumstances. Um, he might feel insecure about, you know, something. Maybe it's her, maybe it's something outside of her. But outside of that, I don't think it's fear of commitment. Anyway, let's move on with, with the uh, topic. And they're saying that some men just perceive marriage to be a bad deal. Well, that part's true. And we talked, you know, in great detail about that on last week's show. But most men, including players like Kevin, still expect to marry. They eventually want to fall in love and have children when their independence becomes less valuable to them. They are waiting longer how, however, which is why the median age at marriage for American men has steadily risen and is now approaching the age of 30. So up until about five years ago, it had inched up, I think, to age 28. Prior to that, a couple of years prior to that, it was age 24. So, you know, unlike women's eggs that have an expiration date, you know, women have to have children by the age of 35. Otherwise, they are, are put into a category of high risk, meaning that there's going to be a high risk of genetic disorders or not conceiving because they don't have enough eggs. By the way, a woman starts off with her full complement of eggs on day one of puberty. So let's say the full amount of eggs is 40,000 on day one. Well, each month she loses that number, and as it gets closer and closer to age 35, maybe she doesn't have enough eggs in the sack to get the job done in order to become impregnated, right? So unlike women... Men don't have that problem. I mean, you hear of, you know, Picasso and different actors and so on and so forth that are, you know, Picasso was like in his 90s and, you know, there's there's a couple of actors that were out there that were over 70 years of age and guess what? They had no problem, you know, uh, producing children. So that's why I guess men think that they're at liberty to wait as long as they need to wait because the parts still work. Makes sense. So, for the author, his research points to a more straightforward and primal explanation for the slowed pace towards marriage. For American men, he says that sex has become rather cheap. As compared to the past, many women today expect little in return for sex in terms of time, attention, and commitment, or fidelity. Men, in turn 
do not feel compelled to supply supply these goods as they once did. It is the it is the new norm for Americans, both men and women alike, of every age. Think these things, boy, of every age. So not just the older generation, but of every age. That's pretty interesting、uh, with that shift. So. The transformation was driven in part by birth control. Its widespread adoption by women in recent decades has not only boosted their educational and economic fortunes, but has also reduced their dependence on men, which is a good thing. At, as the risk of pregnancy radically declined. Sex shed many of the social and personal costs that once encouraged women to wait. These forces have been at work for more than a half a century. Since the birth control was invented in the early 1960s, and it went into widespread use、um, and was was readily available to women in the early 1970s. But it seems that our norms and narratives about sexual relationships have finally caught up. With technology, so data that was collected in 2014、uh, for relationships have finally cut.、Uh, data that was collected in 2014 for the Relationships in America Project, an, a national survey of over 15,000 adults, ages 18 to 60, that the author oversaw for the Austin Institute for the Study of Family and Culture, asked respondents. When they first had sex in their current or most recent relationship, the most common experience reported by over 32 percent of men under 40 was having sex with their current partner before the relationship had even begun. This is sooner than most women、um, would prefer, but. I guess the women spread their legs and said yes. So, with no guarantee of anything, women today are readily having sex without the promise of love, commitment, fidelity, or anything else. So, it's pretty. You know, I mean, they <laughs> women should blame themselves for this current state of、uh, behavior, right? Makes sense. Okay, so the birth control pill is not the only sexual technology that has altered expectations. Guess what else is on that list? Online porn has made sexual experience more widely and easily available too. The laptop never says never says no, and for many men, virtual women are now genuine competition for real partners. In the same survey, 46% of men and 16% of women under 40 reported watching pornography at some point in the past week, and 27% have watched porn in the last day. All right, so birth control. And pornography is what our good doctor points to as to why sex is cheap today. If you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host Linda Gross. Do call in on our topic today. Our topic is cheap sex: why men no longer marry.、Um, our phone number is nine five one nine two two. Thirty-five, thirty-two, nine five one, nine two two, thirty-five, thirty-two. So when we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about who is marriage for, and we're going to get into that because there's, you know, we're talking about a large segment of the population who have checked no to that box. But there are some people who do want marriage, so we're going to take a look at who that group is and what is their demographic. All right, we'll catch you right back after the break.
Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Darn! Maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show, but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking about cheap sex, why men no longer marry. We are in the fourth quarter. We have open phone lines. We can take your calls on this topic at 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. All right, so let's get back into our topic. Many young men and women today still aspire to marriage and has, as it has long been conventionally understood, faithful, enduring, focused on raising children. But they no longer seem to think that this aspiration requires their discernment, prudence, or self-control. When the author asked Kristen, a 29-year-old from Austin, whether men should make sacrifices to get sex, she offered a confusing prescription. She says, yes, sometimes, not always. I mean, I don't think it should necessarily be given out by women, but I do think it's okay if a woman uh, does just give it out, just not all the time. Very confusing indeed. So I guess somehow or another, women have decided, you know, we've had so much brainwashing uh, since women's live in the 1970s that claim that the sexes are the same. I think that's what goes along with this line of logic, that if the sexes are the same, I think a lot of women deem that they need to have sex just like men would have sex. And, you know, men would... You know, in general, a lot of guys would have sex anywhere, anytime with anyone, given the circumstances. Now, if you're in broad daylight, you have to bring that woman, you know, home or to your or around your workplace, you're going to be a better picker. But, um, you know, if it's late at, late at night, it's 11 p.m. and you need to get some like and if if it's dark outside, and no one's watching who you're bringing home. Uh, I think um that me that scale is going way down and men don't care they just want to get their needs met so i think a lot of women today have convinced themselves that having sex uh in this manner is perfectly okay so kristen rightly wants the men whom she dates to treat her well and respect her her interests but the choices that she and other women have made unwittingly teach the men in their lives that such behavior is noble and nice but not required in order to sleep with them they are hoping to find good men without supporting the sexual norms that would actually make men better 
for many men, the transition away from the, a mercenary attitude towards relationships can be difficult. The psychologist and relationship specialist, Scott Stanley, at the University of Denver, uh, sees visibly daily sacrifices, such as accepting inconveniences in order to see a woman as the way that men typically show their developing commitment. It signals it signals the expectation of a future together. Such small instances of self self-sacrificing love may sound simple, but they are less likely to develop when past and present relationships are founded on the expectation of cheap sex. Young people in the U.S. continue to marry, even if later in life, but the number of those who never marry is poised to increase. In a 2015 article in the Journal of Demography, Steve Ruglis of the University of Minnesota predicted that one-third of Americans now in their 20s will never wed, well above the historical norm of just below 10%. So, yeah, that's a, you know, almost a three, more than a three-time increase, you know, compared to what the stats were like a decade ago or so. Most young Americans still seek the many personal and social benefits that come from marriage, even as the dynamics of today's mating market conspire against them. It turns out that a world in which it is possible to satisfy our sexual desires much more immediately carries with it a number of unhappy and unintended unintended consequences. All right. Okay. So before we get into who the marriage is for, if you happen to like the show, uh, we ask that you show your love and a couple of easy ways that you can do that. Um, you can listen, call, like my fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, start with my Amazon link, download my app, and buy my book on Amazon. By the way, my book is called Mastering Women the real truth about women that will change your life forever. You can find this in uh, the ebook format as well as paperback, and they'll, they'll mail you the paper paperback version. You can even get that signed by me, by the way. Um, just send me, <coughs> excuse me, send me a private private message on uh, Facebook, and I will be happy to sign your copy. And I'll show you how that's done. For instruct for further instructions, you can also check out my website, and it gives you detail on how to make that happen. And the website is themensadvocate.com, themensadvocate.com. Okay? All right, so just who is marriage for? The mama's boy, because she thinks he should get married, he does so to please mom. Oh, yeah, we've, we've all seen that person, haven't we? How about mom's replacement? He needs a maid to fold his laundry and to cook meals. So we've seen that person, too, and that's why, you know, some needy men, uh, you know, get married rather quickly is because they don't want to do these household chores. So, you know, maybe they find a woman that will take mom's place. Number three. Hopeless romantic, which is really another way of saying that he just might be needy, and that's why he's in such a rush to get married. Serial monogamous. Now, who is this person? He's usually the person that can't stand to be alone. He has a hard time making male friends. He finds it easier to talk to women than men. Oh, yeah. Yes, we've seen that person as well. And lastly, he is religious, most likely due to mom's influence. Maybe she took him to church quite often, you know, when he was a youngster. And, you know, religion um, is there to teach guys to be social, to, you know, provide and protect the, the women and children. So, yeah, if you're indoctrinated with a lot of that belief system, you know, and if you have a strong religious background, 
that might make the today's guy, you know, jump into marriage more quickly than somebody who does not have strong religious ties. And then lastly, what is the good category to be in for men who do get married? And I say that these men are evolved. So rather than negative uh, reasons for getting married, like the ones I've just mentioned, the five or six that I just mentioned just now, um, if the person is very evolved, he understands that marriage is a reflection of ourselves to help solve our inadequacies. It's kind of like a mirror, actually. And together, as a couple, they're, they're greater than the sum of the parts. And that's the benefit in it for him by getting married, is that you want to self-generate, you want to self-promote, you want to get better in those areas that you know, that maybe you have blind spots. So oftentimes these types of men find women that are a complement um, to the areas that they're weak in. So say, for example, if she's very social, but he's, you know, rather shy or withdrawn or he's, you know, kind of maybe the nerdy type or whatever, if he picks somebody that's the social butterfly, he, she will, like, draw him out and and bring him out of the house to where he gets more exposure to that social element and becomes more and more comfortable with being social because of what he's learned from her. So, yeah, I, I, think, um, I think that evolution and enlightenment is a great reason to, uh, you know, to get, up, to, to get hooked up with somebody. So, but, you know... There's very few people in that, very few percentage of people who are in that category, but I think that's a positive reason to be in a relationship. By the way, um, from time to time, people ask me, what is that Amazon link? I don't understand it. So, you know, you can do any and all of your usual Amazon shopping. We're not asking you to buy anything that you don't normally buy. You can do regular shopping or the holidays are coming up. Maybe you need Halloween paraphernalia or Thanksgiving or Christmas or Hanukkah or what have you. Just go on Amazon, do your usual shopping. Start with my link first. You don't have to buy a book. Start with the link first and then the, the show, the Men's Advocate Show, will get a, a small percentage of your purchase. No cost to you, by the way. So thank you for joining us. We'll see you each and every Wednesday right here on the Men's Advocate Show, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll catch you next week on the Men's Advocate Show. 